Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Ladies and gentlemen, on behalf of the California Angels and the city of Los Angeles, on the occasion of Her Majesty's royal visit, please welcome internationally renowned opera star Enrico Palazzo. Yes, he's in the intensive care ward at Our Lady of the Worthless Miracle. Give me two. Give me two, baby. Welcome back to the Prospect Show featuring myself for once. Usually it's been Phil and Ben holding it down the last couple of weeks, but I'm back. I'm healthy. I feel good about myself, and I'm ready to play ball. Play ball! We are live. Myself, MJ Govier on Twitter, in case you don't know. You usually know that. And, of course, Benjamin Chase, Big Gentle Ben on Twitter. Ben, uh, we are in the midst of the Arizona Fall League. In fact, a week from tomorrow, I will be flying out. To Arizona for the big first pitch extravaganza, which is brought to you by Baseball HQ. And uh, I'm looking forward to it, man. We're going to have to, in fact, after the show and over the next week, we're still trying to put together our big interview for next week, which I'm confident will happen. Uh, It's going to be exciting. And we're going to have to talk about, you know, anybody else you maybe want me to go see while I'm out there. So we'll have to uh, workshop that over the next week. Yeah. And there's, I think there's only a list of 48 or 50 players that I, I would like you to to make sure you see. So you Oh, know, that's it? Oh, that's nothing. Yeah. I mean, that's putting know, it mildly. That's easy. Yeah. No problem. I mean, I, if you could get me some video and uh and a brief scouting report, that'd be great, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, if I'm going to listen to anybody, I'm absolutely going to listen to you because you're the man and I know that you're always going to have the lead on guys that I want to go beyond the pale with. I don't want to go with the standard studs. I know Noel Marte is a stud, right? I don't need I saw somebody posted earlier today that he hit a 461-foot home run, and that's cool. Good for him. I'm happy for Marte, but I want to know what I need to know beyond the top dogs who get all the publicity. You know what I mean? Well, and those are those fun, flashy things. And I will say, Marte's really good at the fun, flashy things. He's also hitting yeah. like 220. So, and and the AFL has been notably commented on by everybody this year who's been out there who's watched a single game the pitching is way down this year um Mm. and i think your man joy wentz might be done now um oh really he He stepped aside well he had an innings limit he once he hit that he was going to be done and i think it was supposed to be four starts and he's now made four starts and so (laughs) There were some folks that were wondering if he was actually done now or if he had one more start in the tank, but he's going to be either done or you might not get to see him. Let's just put it that way. Um, yeah, he, probably he not. Might, might be done before you get down there. Um, but regardless, he's been by far the most consistently good pitcher down there. There's been mm-hmm. other guys who flashed, but nobody that's been really 
good each time out there as right. far as pitching. And so, yeah, Marte hitting a 460-foot bomb off of some guy who's posted a 10 ERA, well, shoot, great, good for you. <clears throat> you know, <laughs> a week ago, Austin Martin was hitting 500. You know, he's back down to about 400 right now. Still, how many games roughly, though, are we – how many games have been played roughly on – I know not everybody's played the same <laughs> amount of games, but how far in are we so far in the Arizona Fall League? About a dozen games. So, I mean, okay. yeah, I mean, you go in 0-4 right now, and you can drop your batting average 100 points pretty easy. You know, if you've mm-hmm. got a 400 batting average and you go 0-5 in a game, you know, that, that kills you. But at the same time – and, you know – on the flip side, you pop a five for five, you very well could jump quite a bit too. So, I mean, just like, you know, we, uh, you and I were chatting just ahead before we flipped the record button on that. Uh, my boy, Matt Mervis hit another home run and he he's been getting some up and down reports lately about how he's reacting to velocity, mm-hmm. how he's reacting to certain breaking pitches and yada, yada, yada. But, no matter what you say, the guy's leading the league or the Arizona Fall League so far in home runs. Right. With five. How many guys have we seen in the minor leagues have a three home run day? Boom, gone. You know, <laughs> uh, you know, boom, that lead is gone. And not only that, it's like, geez, he's way out of the field gone. And, yeah. you know, so when it's, and that's what the, good and bad thing about the Arizona Fall League is is it really takes two amazing games and suddenly the guy's the home run champion. You know, that's just... Or, you know, like Zach Veen has got 13 stolen bases and everyone's talking about how he's just been the amazing thief of the entire Arizona Fall League. Well, he's been on 13 stolen bases for almost a week now. He's now been tied by Johan Rojas of the Phillies. But nobody's wow. talking about how Johan Rojas is having a similar Arizona Fall League in stealing bases. Everyone's still talking about Zach Veen, and he hasn't stolen a base in a week. Rojas you know? is 13 for 13, by the way. He has not yeah. been caught stealing yet. And and he is a legit holy crap fast. <laughs> like <clears throat> Clearly. Like, don't blink, and he's at second base. You know, that's... And he struck out eight times with eight walks. That's a nice balance. I know it's, this is Arizona Fall League, and you got to take it for what it is. I'm not going to keep saying the caveat of this is a small sample size, blah, blah, blah. We don't need to do that over and over again. If you don't know what Arizona Fall League is, and I'll just say it. Maybe there's someone who catches this video who has no idea what it is. It is a short season session, post-MLB season, where a lot of prospects go to Arizona, and they play for six different teams. And they all play each other a bunch of times for, it's about six weeks. Is that how long it is, Ben? Yeah, and they've they've actually extended it a little bit now. I mean, it goes a little deeper oh. into November than it used to. Uh, and they started it, I mean, it goes about a week longer, and they start it about two weeks earlier. So I guess you get almost a month extra than you used to. It used to be about six weeks, and that's it. And now you get about two full months. So mm. that's, I mean... I, but still, it's two months. Like, yep. <clears throat> if if I told you that the minor league season was done on Memorial Day, 
think of, I mean, heck, in Major League Baseball this year, that means we would have never seen Michael Harris. Yeah. You know, Michael Harris came up like the 15th of May or something like that. He basically got a couple weeks in before Memorial Day. There's so many guys who never played a game. I mean, Alec Thomas came up after after Memorial Day. Never played a minute before Memorial Day this year for the Arizona Diamondbacks, and he's a Gold Glove finalist. You know, yeah. There's a lot of stuff that happens after Memorial Day, after you know, two months into a baseball season. So, two months is a very limited amount of time when you really think about the grand scope of things in baseball. Absolutely, Ben. No doubt about it. And it's been a while since I've been able to do this show. So Just Bob said hello. Great to see you. You got a Dolphins logo now as your YouTube avatar. I guess uh, Just Bob's a big Dolphins fan. I know he liked the Yankees. I didn't know you liked the Yankees and the Dolphins. That's a interesting mixture. But, hey, you know, I'm not here to judge. I'm here to support you because you support us. And Matthew Z's in here. Donovan's back. I haven't seen Donovan in a while. He says baseball is better than football because he said, I was commenting on your Week 7 football stream, and I think the entire time that it sounded vaguely familiar. Well, no shit it does. The only difference is it's football. It's the same show except I switch gears, so that's the only difference. But I'm using all the same dumb soundboard shit that I use, et cetera, et cetera, and that's just what I do, and I'll always be that way. But, yeah, all the Arizona Fall League stats are online, so if you guys want to check them out, for some reason you haven't, if you're a newcomer to this world of the Arizona Fall League and prospects and Dynasty Baseball, go check it out. You go to MLB.com and you can find the Arizona Fall League stats rather easily, as I have. That's how I saw that Yo- uh, Johan Rojas was 8Ks and 8 walks so far. No bombs. Uh, the home run leader, if the, for those of you that are curious right now, is Mr. Kierstad, who is a guy that we talked about end of season. I can't remember if it was you or Phil. I think you were one. this was one of the guys you were most excited about. Was it you, Ben, that talked about Kierstad? Going down, yeah. On, on the way, well, I don't remember if it was Phil or I or, or both of us who were really excited about him going to Arizona. But yeah, he's, I mean, both of us are, were excited to see him because he didn't get much time. He came, he was a, I don't remember his exact draft position. He was a very high draft pick for the Orioles in 2020 after the shortened season. Top five for um, sure. Yeah. And uh, ended up getting COVID and had myocarditis from it. And so mm-hmm. it killed a lot of his 2020-21 season. He he ended up missing all the fall instructs in 2020. They wanted to send him to fall league that year, but he wasn't healthy, so they didn't do that. And then 2021 rolls around, and he's still not healthy for a lot of the year. He basically didn't – he almost missed all of 2021. He's finally onto the season – for or onto the field for a little of this year. I mean, not even a full season this year. And so, yeah. But once he got onto the field, he really showed out. And I gotta say, Kirstead is one of those guys when he hits, he gets up to the plate, he hits angry. I mean, <laughs> I mean, he's he at the plate, he's like Scherzer on the mound. He's that kind of focused in. I am going to punish this baseball about the way that Scherzer seems to want to throw the baseball through the bricks in the backstop with every single pitch. It's about the way that Kirsten wants to punish every single baseball that he swings at. And it's, it is wildly entertaining to watch. Now he's going to strike out a heavy amount because of that. Sure. But he also has a pretty solid eye too. It's not that he swings just wildly at everything but 
when he does swing, he doesn't get cheated on his swings. He's not just flipping out a little, you know, single to left swing. He's trying to crank that ball 450 feet every time. So, yeah, I mean, it's Arizona Fall League, but he's got four walks to 20 Ks, even though he's leading the league in home runs. That's a that's out of whack. But, uh, you know, he's got a 400 on base percentage in 67 at-bats. So take that for what it is. Also, a guy that we also discussed to keep an eye out for when we covered all the rosters a few weeks back, right here on the Palazzo Podcast Prospects Power Half Hour. Utah. Palazzo Podcast, two L's, two Z's on Twitter. Make sure you give us a follow. And the Discord is totally free. Get in there. We're rocking and rolling with football and baseball. And that's uh, your twins' very own, Mr. Uh, is it Edward or is it Eduard? Yeah, Eduard, Edward, who Oh, it is Edward. He's Edward Julian. He's got four bombs. Yeah. yeah. The 13 strikeouts, 14 walks. That's outstanding balance right there. You know, back in the day, Kevin Euclid was called the Greek god of walks. I've made the joke on Twitter, um, well, more times than is funny, uh, than that Julian should be the French god of walks. Because <laughs> last year, he led all of the minor leagues in on base. And the guy just... he. He is incredibly patient at the plate. And yes, there's a very, very fine line on patience and passivity where a guy goes up to the plate and he's just going to let the first four pitches go by no matter what they are. Well, that's not a good approach. But if you're very patient, (laughs) you know your pitch, you know your zone, that's different. Yeah. Excuse me. I don't know. I can't. That's okay, Ben. Oh, God. I don't wish it upon anybody. My girlfriend's upstairs right now. She's dead to the world. I feel terrible for her. I never got somebody sick like this. It's just, it's a shitty feeling. It doesn't feel good to do that to someone else. But hey, she knew the risks when I came back and she had to kiss (laughs) me. I'm just so irresistible. So what can I say? Uh, Ed O. Ward, no. Ed Duward? That's what Sound Money is saying here. It's Ed Duward. I don't, I'll take your word for it. I also, (laughs) every minor league, every minor league announcer. And I will, what I will always give credit for is most minor league announcers are amazing at going down to the dugout and talking to every player in the dugout about how do I pronounce your name? That they're motivated. That's, that's just part of the job description. They want to move up in the world. They care about baseball a lot too. I'll give them that. And, and so Every minor league announcer I've ever heard pronounce his name pronounces it Edward. And so Okay. Well, I'll go with the announcers that you know. That's what I'm assuming, so we'll see. But Well, Sound Money wants us to call yeah. him and wishes he played for the Astros <laughs> so we could call him Orange Julian. So I don't think Ben wants him to be on the Astros because this looks I don't care how the rest of this Arizona Fall League goes for Julian, uh, but he's twenty three years old. He's an on base master. And he's going to perform well here, even if this rest of the AFL for him kind of goes sideways. He'll already have good stats. So it looks like he's going to be a guy who's going to get a shot. Do you think he'll get a chance to crack the opening day lineup on this one? Boy, that Twins Was that too radical? That Twins infield is going to be really tough to crack. You're going to have, you know, you're going to have Jose Miranda. You're going to have Jorge Polanco. You're still going to have Luis Arias still around. Um, Alex Kirloff's going to be coming back to play first base DH. I mean, no Correa gonna, though. He's gone. Yeah. Correa's gone, but then you've got Royce Lewis coming back from injury. I mean, you got a deep infield there of guys 
I don't know where he could fit, but gosh, he brings a skill set that none of those guys have as far as the on-base abilities. Because yeah, Nick Gordon's more outfield, by the way, though. I think I could say him an outfielder yeah, now. He has been playing a lot more outfield, but yeah, I mean, Nick Gordon's kind of their you know band-aid to stick in anywhere when they need him. Um, but you know, they have just a whole lot of infield depth, but nobody that really is going to stand in his way if he comes to spring training and puts up a 600 OBP. You know, if he is just, holy crap, getting on base, he might force their hand. And But the big question for him has always been, how can he pick it out in the field? And that's going to be, if, he's, uh... if he is showing the ability to really handle the glove, because he's always been average at best. And if he can really handle, especially if he can handle his footwork around second base, that's been his kind of his what's really kicked his butt is, I mean, he's got decent range and then he gets up, he he makes a pretty solid throw. He's got halfway decent arm, but it just seems like when he goes to turn that double play, it's something, I don't know what it is, but he just, he has footwork issues around the bag. Well, can we get Polanco to go back to short now, right? Isn't that, I mean, that's still viable. And then it gives an opportunity for maybe Julianne to walk into second base in spring training. It's feasible, but then what do you do with, you have Arias and you have, I mean, I don't know if. Yeah, Miranda's going to, I mean, Miranda's going to be part of the everyday lineup. I have no doubt about that. He's. Kirilov's a mystery, though. I don't think Kirilov's a guy they can rely on. I think he's going to be the odd man out here. I actually, I wouldn't be surprised if he got traded. If somebody thought that they could do better with him or that they expect more out of him. And the twins are like, you know what? We got room to spare. We need some more pitching in here. Maybe they move a bat for some pitching. And maybe it's not Karoloff, though. But I don't know. Maybe Arias is at the absolute high point of his value. And they want to get other pitching. I think there's a trade the trade here, Ben. I think there's a possible trade in the Twins infield that has to take place because they got to boost that pitching up. They just have to. Yeah. That, well, and that's no doubt. And and Kent may be coming back, but he isn't coming back as an ace. And he never was. I mean, he would never was no. an ace. But Short bursts. Short bursts. He, he had great stretches, even but at, not a full even season. At his best, he's a guy who you really liked as a three. And so, yep. you know, you're looking at it. I mean... Really, that's a, a team with a whole lot of threes. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it could be a very interesting setup. One of the things that they don't have is they don't have that, hey, this is a holy crap bat we have to get in the lineup every day. So yes, that is one of those things, no, you know, outfield or infield. And so I do think that that could be one of the things that could stand in Julian's favor is he's got – you know, the only guy who I could see doing that potentially is if Matt Walner comes into spring training and just crap out of the baseball. He had a he great showed, September. He really showed well in September. Um, he was a DFS darling in September. Matt yeah. Walner was a big time boost for a lot of DFS players at the end of the MLB season. I could see him potentially pushing that, that, you know, he's going to make, and he would rattle up their outfield plans. You know, Trevor Larnock would suddenly have, what the heck do I do issues. And if Byron Buxton was healthy for more than 45 minutes, I would not know what to do with him and um, Max uh-huh. Kepler and, you know, everything else going on. So yeah, I mean, Julian could be a guy. 
But once again, that's they got to find out somewhere to play him. But yeah, Bagwell, I think is really interesting to watch. Is actually another one who has four home runs. Is and I I always screw up and somebody tells me I'm wrong every time I say it. So it's Andy Pages or Pages or it looks like Pages. Oh, the Dodgers. Yeah, yeah. And everyone loved him after his 2021 season. And then he came out this year and kind of put up a skunk. Um, struck out a whole lot. Didn't play great defense. And he's got big power, but it just wasn't, it wasn't the guy you thought you were getting. And yeah, he's still 21, but he's, yeah, I was just like, he's still young He's now played. He, I mean, it was upper minor ball that he was playing, so it wasn't like he was down in you know low A and struggling like this. So the guy's got legit Full power. Season. So yep. if you can give him, you know, can, could he take this? And and you know the thing I like and the, that really is impressive is, yeah, it's it's six walks to eight strikeouts. Okay, on the on the year so. Far are coming into today but it's eight strikeouts and roughly 50 at bats and at the strikeout mm-hmm. rate he was having i don't care if the pitching is bad or not the strikeout rates that he was having this year 50 strikeout or uh you know eight strikeouts and 50 at bats that's a great improvement and if he can carry that forward into next year you know the dodgers have a way of moving their guys up or moving them into a situation with another team in a trade to where those guys have a chance to flourish. Did you know that we sold out and we now have advertisements? Yeah, we've gone mainstream. We're getting $6. That's right. We've made six bucks so far. Can you believe it? What a dream come true, $6. Anyways, I wanted to give you some preparation, some time to be cognizant that a commercial is coming your way. I'm not just going to throw a commercial mid-sentence on you. I wouldn't do that. I respect you, and I know that's annoying. So here's a countdown for the upcoming advertisement from Starbucks or Spectrum, Comcast, Apple, who the hell knows. Three, a two, one. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Well, Ben, you say this a million times. If those of that listen to the Plaza podcast here, we've talked about it over and over again. Ben says it repeatedly, and I swear by it, that the biggest difficult jump is from going to double A, from single A to double A. It's the biggest gap, the one where you really will have the biggest challenge of any of the jumps you'll make in the farm system lineage. So that's what happened to Pages. Yet he still hit 26 bombs. In what we're calling a ho-hum season, his triple slash stunk, you know, 236, 336, 468. But he had an incredible season in 2021 at high A with 31 bombs and a 152 WRC+. plus. That's badass. Remember, 
100 is average for WRC plus. So a 152 is outstanding. And if that's who he is going forward, if he learns from this season and he's applying it in the Arizona Fall League, then Page is a star is way, way on the rise for a team that could use him. And that's a really good lineup to hit in. It just all aligns. And it looks like Pages could have himself a call up next year in 2023 and could be a possible a top 10 dynasty asset overall. And that's that's where the thing is to look at. I I will tell you, I know because I owned him in a very, very shallow minor league uh, dynasty. Mm-hmm. And I had to make a decision on, a, you know, picking up. I really wanted to pick up a minor leaguer this year. And I had him and Brennan Davis and was going to drop one of them. Yeah. And, you know, with his performance and Brennan Davis's injury, and I can't remember who the minor leaguer I picked up was, but. It was better than one of those two um, at the time. <laughs> so uh, I was going to pick up somebody and made the decision on one of those two. And uh, needless to say, both of them ended up off my roster at some point this year. I have now picked up, and and I think he is right. I think Pajes is correct. But uh, yes, um, but I, I ended up picking up Pajes again, and I think that that is. If he is out there at all in your league right now, it if you can still get him at 2022 discounted prices due to his season that he had at double A, try to throw him as part of a trade that you're doing. You know, yep. get make up a deal that you're doing that includes him as the minor leaguer that's involved and get him on your roster because I believe that you're going to see come next year, that's going to be a very valuable asset to have. It looks like it's absolutely that way to me. The way I'm seeing his progress from the rookie ball to this point, and now that we're in Arizona Fall League 2022, Andy Pajes, who I will never forget that now, I will always call him Andy Pajes, is definitely someone that you want to get on your roster, ladies and gentlemen. And I'll be trying to do that myself, going forward uh a couple of points i want to mention before we wrap up the half hour power half hour here on the plaza podcast with myself and benjamin chase follow my twitter big gentle ben i'm at mj govier plaza podcast two l2z utah Uh, give me two we were looking back at the dynasty season the the one that we just went through and some Mm -hmm. of uh the lessons we had from it and you and phil did a great job covering this a couple weeks ago and we were going to do part two last week now we're doing part two this week but we dove into afl and you know, I was looking over my rosters and my situation. I really like where I'm at. Uh, I will go on the record now that I'm going to adjust my opinion of Simeon Woods Richardson. I will say that now. Um, after the stats that you dropped on me a couple weeks ago with the the weak spin rates and just the lack of action and just oomph on his pitches... I just don't know how you can get by that way. You'd have to be a super advanced cerebral pitcher. And I don't know that that's who Woods Richardson is right now. So I'm scaling back on Woods Richardson. I'm not as excited as I was back in, I don't know, March or April. I thought it was an exciting trade when he came over from the Blue Jays because I thought he could advance quickly because the Twins lacked a lot of pitching at the time. But they made trades during the season with Molly and et cetera. So now I'm changing my tune on him. Uh, Is there anybody else that you're changing your tune on at this point after the season? Oh goodness, there, I, I've got a, a list. Um, but, <laughs> I know you do, uh, man. 
you know, a big one for me after watching him this year is definitely Ian Anderson. Um, oh, I, you know, I've followed him for a long, long time and watched him slowly develop that curveball. And I will tell you, he's very much he coming into the majors. He had exactly what you would want Simeon Woods Richardson to do. He had the, you know, what you want is you want extremes in spin rate. If your spin rate is average, you're in trouble. You want Mm. high spin rates or you want really low spin rates. And Anderson has always been on the low end of spin rates, which basically makes it look like a knuckle puck coming up to you. And that's really tough to hit, you know, because you're not sure if, you know, when you're trying to hit a 94 mile an hour fastball, but it has no movement, that makes it really hard to pick up and hit. And so even if it's not 98, it, it's still just as tough to hit as 98. Well, he has a really great, fastball with no movement a great change up with no movement but a if you can't locate either one of those that's an issue but b when you have nothing that wiggles you know the curve he has just never gotten the full feel for and he's never developed a slider or a cutter or anything else off of that his fast he has not is a tremendous combination but he's just never fully developed anything else off of that. And that's And you don't see that he's, happening. He's too young to say that. But right now, yeah. I mean, he got all the way to the majors on that strength of those things and had some success at the majors on the strength of he those. He pitched in the playoffs things. last year. Oh, yeah. Well, he was he was great in the playoffs. Ian Anderson well, was a real deal. People were high as hell on him coming into this season. But right now, he needs he needs to spend all of his time working on third and fourth pitch options. And hell, if that, if one of those is, I'm going to have the four seam that I've always had, or two seam that I always have had, and I'm going to add in a four seam, strong four seam. You know, if, if that's part of it, great. That gives you at least a, another look, but you do need to have, a breaking pitch. You need to have something that moves one way or the other. Yep. And that has to be something that's involved there. Um, Absolutely. You know, that, that to me was a big, big one this year. Um, you know, I, I guess off the top of my head, I'm blanking hitter wise, uh, just to think off the top of my head. But, um, you know, well, I will say, I'm really struggling to continue believing in Trevor Larnock. Um, there's just been so many injuries, and God, I, I got to see him in the College World Series and watch him hit. Uh, Adley Rutschman was on that team. That was a loaded Oregon State team, um, but you know the, wow. they were really stinking good. And Adley Rutschman hit a ball out that game. And the ball that he hit out was like, oh, that sounds like a long pop fly. And it went out of the stadium. 
Trevor Larnock hit a ball that bounced off the wall that the moment you hit it, every fan around us all went, whoa. I mean, <laughs> and there's just a different sound off his bat when he gets one. Yeah. But he's just struggled so much to A, stay healthy, to B, find that consistent swing, and then to C, be able to play good enough defense to stay in the field. And if you aren't going to be able to get the swing right enough to play D to play DH, you got to have something in the field. And yes, I just don't know that he can do it. And so he's a guy that, you know, I think if he could have stayed healthy, he could have been all that. That's a guy that's a 30 home run guy, but I, he just can't get there. And, and so I'm, I've sold all my shares at this point, which is, Kind of a sad panda day for me after getting to see him in college, but wah, wah, that is a sad panda day. I uh, wanted to mention other, two others real quick. Now, the deuce, the double deuce points dynasty league that me and Ben and Phil are all a part of started last year. It's a points dynasty, okay? So remember that points league. It's a little different, but I love this league. And uh, I was looking over my roster, and we have what? Uh, like 20 more minor league spots beyond a bench that's super deep. So there's a lot of guys. You could roster like 70 guys, right? Give and take. Yeah, there's basically anyone who's anybody, majors or minors, is owned. Yes, exactly, exactly. So uh, two guys from the Red Sox organization that I wanted to, I think, uh, say farewell to, uh, at least Jeter Downs for sure. Jeter Downs has stolen 18 bags in the minors for two straight seasons. That looks great. You're like, oh, wow, 18 steals. That's as consistent as you can get if you can do that back-to-back years in the minors. But sub-200 average in both those seasons. Now, they're just under 100 games, but they're about 400 plate appearances roughly for 2021 and 2022. Yes, he hit a home run at the major league level in 41 appearances at the plate this season. So people are like, oh, wow, he showed that power. But any asshole could run into a home run. It can happen, all right? I'm not saying that he's terrible, but I'm certainly not interested in Jeter Downs going forward. And if for some reason there's somebody in your leagues that is interested in him and you happen to roster him, I would say bail on Jeter Downs. Get out now. You probably should have got out before this season, frankly. And we started this league this year, so I drafted him. I probably should have tried to trade him if I could have, and I just didn't get around to doing it. But I am... I, I see no reason that Jeter Downs is showing any type of development right now or an area of improvement. And that's just the facts. Yeah. No, I, I can't argue with any of that. He was one of yeah. my favorites, too. And then so. the other one, though, is a, what about Jaron Durant? So this one I'm a little bit more confused about because he was given some opportunities to hit leadoff at the major league level this year, and he showed a little bit when given some opportunity. So where do you stand on Jaron Durant at this point? I think Jaron Duran needs to realize who the hell he is. Um, <laughs> he coming in, what is about maybe three years ago, he had came into the uh, either spring training or into uh, fall looks and <clears throat> got all sorts of hype because he hit some big bombs. Out of a little guy, all of a sudden they thought, well, geez, now, you know, he could have some some of these big bombs. Plus, he's got, you know, 30, 40 steel speed. This is a legit guy. And I think yeah. he started to read his own press clippings. Ah. Because what he was doing was working. Slapping the ball to the gaps. 
and running the crap out of it was working. And he was, I don't know if that he's necessarily a good enough. I mean, he's a, I think he's a good enough defender in, in center field, uh, you know, playoff exp- or uh, that, that terrible play that everyone remembers with the Blue Jays. Uh, oh. <laughs> yeah, that was bad. Yeah. Kind of stinks that up. But at the same time, if he's if he'd be willing to put the ball into the gap or hell just pepper line drives off the green monster, his speed would allow him to turn a lot of those into doubles. Hmm. But he just That's seems to be wanting to yank everything. And he he altered his swing, and now he doesn't seem to be willing to go back on that swing and level it off at all. And he doesn't really have the power in the swing in order to truly do what he's been trying to do. And no. so, you know, he, instead he's hitting, you know, 280 foot fly outs, which That's not is special. pretty much the maximum of his power, rather than hitting, <laughs> you know, a whole lot of gappers and turning them into something, which that that was something, you know. And, you know, yeah, he had some good exit velocity on line drives. But that was because that was what he could do. He doesn't have, holy crap, power distance. He had really good, I had a good level swing power. And that's where sometimes people get misconstrued in those numbers that just because you can get good exit velocity off the bat doesn't mean that you're going to get 400 feet off of the bat. It means that the ball is exiting your bat with a high velocity. There is a big difference. That does not velocity does not necessarily mean distance. Um, mm, the strength that's a good behind point. that will also add to the distance. And he does not have the strength. It may give it a good amount of velocity right off of that, but then the strength behind it means that that velocity is only going to carry it so far. So quick hands versus strength, and that makes a difference. Yeah. That's a great point. That's a really great point. I mean, the combination of it, yeah, those are the guys that hit the ball over the fence on a straight line, and those are really fun to watch when they barely clear the wall and they look like they might kill the guy in the third row. When they, (laughs) you know, that's the kind of home runs you're like, wow, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Wow, (laughs) dude. So that's the lesson there. If Duran was 23, his – Major League stat line in 223 player appearances would look more appealing, but he's 26. So yeah. to me, he's behind, unfortunately. And as you said, the power is never going to be there. I don't care that he plays at Fenway. Everything Ben just said, I pretty much agree with. I don't really see. In fact, I see things that make it look like he could be worse. I mean, he actually had a 302 BABIP and he hit 221 in yeah. those 223 plate appearances. That's not good either. So that shows that you're right. He's not going to his strength. And there's a endless roster we could create a whole league of players who never play to their strengths and they're out of baseball it's just a sad tale because they get caught up in the hype they get caught up in the glitz and glamour of home runs or the things that people go ooh and ah at it's a classic time-honored tale from 1971 to 2022 and unfortunately i think duran falls under that and, and downs is just he's just not 
yeah, I said what I said about him. He's not somebody I'm excited about. He would have to show a real change in contact. And some guys just never make that contact, and they go out of the league eventually. So he'll live yeah. on that name, though, for another two years. There'll be guys who pick him up, and he'll go around probably. I see Downs floating around on teams for the next couple of years and then eventually petering out unless he makes a drastic change. Before anyone gets too on the hype train this offseason, think about Duran when you're thinking about Drew Waters. Ooh, good the way that he ended his season. Drew Waters is a 15 home run guy. That's the way his bat should be swinging. He should not be shooting for 20, 30. Oh. And Michael, Michael Harris raised the bar. He started freaking out. Maybe he's like, Oh my God, he, look what Michael Harris is doing. <laughs> he, well, and he actually had what five in the last month of the year with the Royals when he was yep. up. So, I mean, Waters had some nice power in that last month of the year, but he plays in a park that he would be able to truly maximize if he would hit the gaps. Over 300 hitter, easy. Oh, easy. And with his speed, and he is a tremendous base runner. So, if he's smart, he is hitting the Kaufman gaps like nobody's business, and that guy is going to be tremendously valuable in fantasy because... He could put up legit Carl Crawford type numbers, a 15 homer guy with 30 to 40 stolen bases. That's true possibility with Drew Waters here. Hmm. Well, he could have learned something from Benintendi who got traded. Benintendi actually did that. His his home run suffered, but he was doing everything else before he got traded to the Yankees. If If Waters doesn't buy into his own stuff from September then that could be the guy. But if you're buying Drew Waters 25, 30 home run hitter because of what he did in September, think about Jaron Duran. That's all I'll tell you. <laughs> so. That's a great cop, and that's totally fair. We'll have to see what the new regime in KC does. Maybe if they get inside yeah. his head and tell him, because that's part of being a front office, too. Not just being the GM or the assistant GM or the traveling secretary, uh, all the way down to the coaching staff. It has to trickle all the way down. Everyone's got to be on the same page for every player. We can't have differing opinions where a player gets mixed messages. And that stuff, I feel like that happens more often than it's talked about, frankly. And we don't actually talk about that a lot in the show, but it's something I would be, I would love to get more insight on and more information on it. How many different pieces of information does a player actually get from their own organization from the rookie level all the way up to the majors, you know? Yeah, that, that can be just ungodly frustrating for a player. And yeah. I mean, from someone from the outside talking to a player when they, if you've been talking to them from rookie ball all the way up to AAA, and you go back and look at your notes over the years to hear what they say differently each year, you just, you can start to track, oh, so he must have had this coach when he mm. was in single A because it seems like every hitter that goes through that coach has these particular sorts of things drilled into him. Oh, he must have had this coach in double A because it seems like every coach in that organization who has that coach or every hitter that has that coach has these things that he was focusing on in that in the double A season. That's not how you develop a player. And the the organizations that do the best realize players are individuals and develop players as individuals, not as cookie cutters. And that's yeah. those are the organizations that succeed. And it requires a lot more money spent on staffing 
and that's where the the investment has to come. I mean, the Dodgers spend more money on their player development staff than any team in the league. You think there might be a correlation as to why they can win at the big league level and yet always have one of the best minor league systems in the majors? There's a reason behind that. It's not a fluke. Yeah, and that's what the Giants are trying to do now, I think. so. Yep. Uh, yeah, the same thing. Zaidi took that and took it with him. Smart move. Uh, all right, I got to go. I got another show I got to do. There's always another show. But now that I'm healthy, I'm back. I'm excited to be working. It's great to be back on the air with you, Ben. You feel Likewise. good. I hope you don't feel too terrible. I know you got that cough there, but hopefully you're not uh, you're not too worse for the wear. And don't forget, guys, the Discord is free. And there is so much more to be offered. Plausible Podcast, 2L2Zs. It all starts there. Me too. You should find the Discord link, of course. You can hit us up. DM Ben at Big Gentle Ben or me at MJ Govier on Twitter will gladly respond to you. Uh, Sound Money says, what's the other show? Uh, that's Is It Safe? It's one I don't stream, by the way. And then I got to do Cinema 9 right after that. So Wednesday's my busy day of doing shows. And it's great to be back and healthy and doing that. So I'm grateful for it. Next week, next week, we're going to be doing this interview. We're going to make this happen. I'm really excited for this, Ben. And I'll be in Arizona a week from tomorrow. I'm flying in Thursday night. And I'll be All there right. until Monday. I'm I'm excited for the interview. I'm I'm really I'm very very excited to have this happen because he's a great kid. Yeah, and, and he's, he's so he's all gung ho about it too. Player. He's a great kid. Yeah, he, he's very he's yeah. all about it. He's so. been very. Uh, we started a conversation the other day, so we're definitely gonna make this happen. So stay tuned. We'll keep you updated on the Discord, of course, on my Twitter feed. Anything else you need to know? Enjoy the Arizona Fall League. Enjoy your uh, off season. Even though these days with Dynasty Baseball, there's never an off season. You're you're busy right now. You're breaking things down, and you're looking at the Arizona Fall League, and you're heading into your first year player drafts down the way. It's going to be a fun time. So thank you to Ben. Thank you to myself, Phil Goyette. We're thinking of you. Follow Phil on Twitter at Phil of Sports. That's P H I L. And we'll catch you guys next time. Bye bye. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. 
Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.